Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Prepare to win with PFF Fantasy. Use PFF's exclusive rankings, projections, advanced statistics, and more to win your draft in August and set the best lineups through the end of the regular season. Made special for the podcast listeners, use PFF promo code 49ERSPOD to save 20% on PFF's Edge or Elite subscription anytime between now and the end of the season. Go to PFF.com to sign up today. to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, we have some actual football to talk about as the 49ers defeat the Dallas Cowboys 17-9 in the very first preseason game. Welcome to a 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and I cannot tell you, I'm like a little kid on Christmas right now, and I'm so glad to be talking 49ers football with you. So what we're going to be doing in today's episode, we are going to be going through and just kind of a live reaction and some summary. We'll get into some stats, but this is going to be a little bit of a broader perspective on the entire team. And what this week will look like is we will have three episodes on this game. So today will just kind of be instant reactions, injuries, go through stock up, stock down, things like that. But what we will do is later on in the week, once the NFL releases their coaches film, all 22, so I can grade the secondary and wide receivers. And then, of course, my favorite, the behind the end zone, which helps me grade the O-line, quarterbacks, all that kind of stuff, D-line. And I will go back through and we'll have separate episodes of a complete in-depth breakdown on the offensive side, just a pure offense episode. And then also an in-depth episode on the defense once the secondary All-22 film is released. So uh, just waiting on that. Usually takes them a while in the preseason, but hopefully in the next day or two I'll get that out. But we need to make sure that we just relish in the fact, I understand it's a preseason game. I get that. And so you always want to kind of check your excitement level. But man, I hate the Cowboys. I was born and raised in Texas. Cowboys fans, I think, are the worst outside of the Patriots fans. I don't care if it was checkers. I love seeing them lose, and I love seeing us win. So we went 17-9, to and it was actually a very entertaining preseason game. It came down to the wire. Thankfully, we did not get overtime, which you never want in the preseason, I guess, unless you're Bruce Arians. But that's what it is. So we're going to talk through some injuries first because we've got a shocker. Trent Taylor, who finished preseason as perhaps the offensive MVP, he has a foot surgery. He had a broken Jones fracture, not broken, a Jones fracture in his foot. He had surgery. They inserted a screw. We had no clue what was going on. This just kind of came out of the blue. But what happened was his foot was bothering him over the last couple days. He played through it and just thought he'd get it checked out to see. And sure enough, there was a Jones fracture there. So he is going to be missing some time. Uh, definitely the rest of preseason. Kyle Shanahan in his press conference said that's a four to six-week injury, so you are hoping that he will be back. Now, the question is, Jones fractures are a big deal, especially for the wide receiver and somebody that cuts. You know, if you go back to Julio Jones and the injuries that he had and Des Bryant, they can be awful. 
Now, Kyle Shanahan said that they caught it before there was a break, so that's a good thing. And if it was after the break, you're talking an 8- to 10-week recovery, but because it's just a fracture, yeah, it's kind of 4- to 6 weeks. So we will see, but my guess is he's going to be missing some time there. Now, the question was asked, what about Jalen Hurd, who has played a lot in kind of the F or the slot role, and Kyle Shanahan said, you know, Jalen Hurd's played the F and the Z spot, so he's played inside and outside. He can do both. But um, I, I think that Hurd is competing for the starting job week one, and this week was absolutely crazy. I don't want to get ahead. I want to get through all the injury news. Sean Coleman, the worst injury. Um, you know, they put the cast. They got the air cast out on his ankle. Definitely looks like a break. It was confirmed it's an ankle, but we haven't heard anything else. It looks like his season's going to be done. He got rolled up on by his own player, Najee Torin, but that's what it is. War- Willie Beaver's came out to kind of spell him after that at that left tackle roll. It just did bad. Three holding penalties and just looked awful. Uh, Marcel Harris, you know, he got out there. His shoulder, he had a stinger. He laid out a wide receiver and broke up the pass. He was able to walk off, but he didn't get a play anymore after that. And Anton Exum came in and just played lights out, man. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Harris... I don't know. I think he's going to be moved down on that depth chart big time. DJ Jones had a knee issue. He didn't play at all in the second half. We don't know much more about that. Raheem Mostert concussion. And uh, Najee Torrin had like a hand-thumb issue late in the fourth quarter. Probably could have played, said Kyle Shanahan, but his time was over before that anyway. So those are kind of the big injuries and stuff, which... You know, definitely not good anytime your number one goal in the preseason is to get out healthy, but that's kind of where we are. Now let's just turn real quick to the offensive side of the ball. We had 11 total drives, 12 if you count the kneel down, the last play of the game, but it didn't go well early. And a lot of this had to do with, while our offense was out there, the Cowboys sent their starting defense out there for the first two series. So we had our twos and threes playing against the starting Cowboys defense, and it didn't go great. Your first drive was a punt. Second drive was a punt. Third drive was an interception when we were in field goal range. Mullins just had a boneheaded play. And those first two drives would have been fine. Richie James had a horrible day. It got better in the fourth quarter, but um, he had a really rough game. I'm just going to be really, really honest with you, especially early on because he is fighting for that roster spot, and he did not do anything to solidify kind of where he is. He had a team-high seven targets. Now, he had six catches. Uh, The one drop that he had on the very first play was, you know, would have been a 25-yarder, but he got lucky that was ruled an interception. That was the fumble that was overturned, but only 5.2 yards per catch. He didn't make anybody miss any tackles. He didn't create on his own, and he got tackled one yard short of the first down marker twice uh, could have prolonged drives and you if you're going to be that slot kind of small shifty speed guy you have to create space on your own but 5.2 yards per care or per catch is absolutely abysmal that is just unacceptable so a uh, rough game there he kind of helped contribute to two different drives ending early on the fourth drive we had our touchdown pass nick mullins to jalen hurd golly jalen hurd two touchdowns on the evening and you know, you can look at stats and targets and all those things, which he was only tar- – he was he had five targets, three catches, 31 yards, two touchdowns. But he just looks the part. 
Um, anytime he's out there, he's a hell of a blocker too. Several key blocks to free up some running lanes. Jalen Hurd is a man. And I, I'm very excited about it. You know, nothing to take away from Debo Samuel, who also had a hell of a game. But Jalen Hurd is the guy that I am most excited about in this entire receiving core. And I know you can say it's an overreaction, but um, I'm telling you right now, Jalen Hurd. He's going to be special in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Now, speaking of Debo, he played great. The very first touchdown drive, that fourth drive that we had on offense, it was also the very first drive that the number two wide receivers got in, our two rookies, Jalen Hurd and Debo Samuel. Both of them um, had nice plays early on. The fifth drive, our last one before the half, was the back-to-back holding calls against Willie Beavers that just crushed it. Now we come out of the half. Um, more penalties, that's kind of going to be key. 18 penalties for 216 yards is unbelievable, like almost NFL record worthy. And on top of that, the Cowboys only got called for five. So anytime it's that off balance, that should tell you uh, not a very well-officiated game. The preseason's always a mess with penalties. But even more than the 216 yards that we lost also cost us a turnover early on. So a lot of stuff there with the penalties. They've got a lot of work on. And this is going to happen when you have your third and fourth stringers in there. We had several players that actually played really well that haven't been a part of our franchise for more than two days. So to, to say that these guys are out there on such short notice, um, you got to expect that. But seventh drive, that's the interception by CJ. No clue what the hell any saw. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan said there was a robber that kind of snuck over. Nah, there was a robber that snuck over in front of him, and <laughs> there was a linebacker there too. So uh, just bad play there. He responds very, very well. Um, the eighth drive was probably my favorite of the day. I think the best play was that Debo Samuel fade. Uh, just absolutely incredible. He's facing against, um, it, which again, if you don't follow me on Twitter, please do so at JL underscore Chapman. I, I'm live capturing and tweeting out as many videos as I can during the game while typing notes, which I have nine pages of notes from the game, and I haven't even done my research yet, so that's fun. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I you know I put the clip of Debo's catch out there, and it's absolutely spectacular. He's facing press man, and Ever since the Senior Bowl, Debo Samuel has been special because he is so great against press because he's so physical and quick and strong. Well, the defender doesn't get his hands on him. Debo stacks him, which basically means after he gets past the press with speed and the cornerback is behind him, he stutter steps as the corner starts to gain on him. The corner takes the bait, almost falls down, and then he's gone. Should have been a touchdown pass, but CJ underthrew it. Um, but he did throw a catchable ball, so you don't want to like – it wasn't a bad throw by CJ, but if it was a good throw by CJ, it would have been a touchdown. He would have walked in. Um, but absolutely great catch. Then we respond with the false start, which we always do in the red zone, and then that just perfect back shoulder th- uh, fade, probably CJ's best throw of the day. Top two throws. His second best throw was dropped, of course. That just seems to be the way that it goes. But for the touchdown pass, I mean, you get in there, Jalen Hurd is for real. Now we come back, ninth drive, we punt several penalties again. Tenth drive, Robbie Gold shows what Robbie Gold can do. Hits the 53-yard field goal, and that was um, Spate's first drive. So Wilton Spate, our 
third quarterback. You know, he was with UCLA last year. He transferred over from Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, big old dude, 6'6", six, six, uh, just monster of a man. And he didn't do bad. He really didn't do too bad with the two drives that he had. 11th drive, we punted. We just tried to run out the clock. We got the ball with 2.02, and Cowboys had one timeout and... They also had the two-minute warning, so they got the ball back. So that's kind of what we saw on offense as a whole. Now, a couple things uh, that we want to take away from this. One, Mullins got to start this week. CJ doesn't get to start next week. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play probably one or two series. But CJ will be the first quarterback going in next week. And so, again, they're not going to announce a winner in this probably at all until cut day and there is a possibility we do keep all three quarterbacks some teams do that i don't think that we should especially whenever we have so many tight positions and injuries and this brings me to another discussion i keep getting these questions well we'll just put trent taylor on pup or ir or something like that and we can keep somebody else well let's just put jarek mckinnon on ir and then something like that well here's the issue with the 53 man roster in order to get put on the IR or PUP, you have to qual- you have to make the 53-man roster first. So if your question is, okay, let's just put Jarek McKinnon on IR and keep um, Jeff Wilson Jr., for example. That's not how it works. The roster limits is you have to have a solid 53-man roster, which means you'd have to cut Jeff Wilson Jr., then place... Jarek McKinnon on IR, then bring back Je- Wilson Jr. Now, the problem is all 31 other teams have their option to pick him up before you do that. That's the way waiver works. All 31 teams get the next available option on him before you do. Now, if all 31 teams pass on that player, then you could bring him back after you put Jet on IR or whatever. And I'm not saying that he will be on IR. I'm just saying that as an example. So, even if these players like Trent Taylor are injured, they count against the 53-man roster, the initial one. And so somebody's going to be let go there. Now, you have to understand every other team in the NFL, they are cutting from 90 to 53 as well. So that doesn't necessarily mean everybody's going to grab Richie James or Jeff Wilson, whatever. But we do have a very deep roster despite all of our injuries. A lot of players will be claimed. So... These are the risks we're going to have to take because there's no way we can keep all the guys that we want at wide receiver. There's no way we can keep all the guys at D-line. There's no way we can keep you know all the running backs. We are all three quarterbacks. We're going to lose some players. It's just what it is. Now we can become proactive, and we could trade away some of these guys just so we can make sure we get some compensation for uh, return for them. Now also, if we cut them, they do not figure in to the compensation pick formula. So that's also another factor that we have to look at. So um, real quick, just quick stat line. I'm going to get much more in depth on this on our offensive breakdown, but I want to cover our quarterbacks for sure. C.J. Beathard had the best statistical day. Um, both C.J. and Mullins both had 17 pass attempts. C.J. completed 13, Mullins 11. C.J. had 141 yards to Nick Mullins 105. Both had one touchdown, both had one interception, and C.J. was sacked one time, Nick Mullen, zero. And, you know, C.J., when he plays, he's going to get hit nonstop. And the passer rating, C.J. Beathard finished with 95.5. 
and Nick Mullins finished with 76.8. So uh, that kind of puts them in perspective. Spate went two for three for 10 yards and no real other um, statistics whatsoever. Now, rushing the ball, nothing too significant here. Besides the fact that Brandon Wilds, who just joined our team today, <laughs> had seven carries for 29 yards, averaged 4.1 yards per carry. That's great. Uh, Austin Walter had the most carries, 13 for 38, but that's a 2.9 average, so not very great there. Raheem Mostert had three carries for eight yards before his concussion, so that's going to be there. And Debo, man, showed up with that reverse. His very first touch in his career is off of a reverse. I love Kyle Shanahan getting him the ball and just making sure he has it for 14 yards. Uh, that was just awesome. I really, really liked that. Um, outside of that, Debo Samuel, four targets. He had two catches for 61 yards. You know, he had that 145-yard bomb. Richie James, I've talked about. Jalen Hurd, talked about as well. Two touchdowns. Holy cow. Um, that is just something special. Kendrick Bourne had a really bad day. Three targets, one catch for 14 yards, and he had a wide-open drop that would have been uh, just an absolute perfect pass from um, Nick Mullins, and it would have continued the drive, which stalled at that point. So just something to think think about there. Uh, nothing really great there. Dante Pettis had one target, but it got tipped. He was wide open, and Nick Mullins just had to lob it over a linebacker that was about 10 yards away from Pettis, who had nobody around him, but he tried to rifle it in there, and because of that, the linebacker got his hand on it. But a uh, bad day for Pettis. It, you've got to – he was out there a lot with the starters, and it was asked, you know, Kyle Shanahan asked, why was Pettis out there when all the other starters weren't? Um, because Goodwin wasn't out there. Uh, Trent Taylor wasn't out there. We didn't know why at first. But those guys weren't out there. Why Pettis? And he got a lot of snaps. And Kyle Shanahan, you know, I, I want to quote him here, I want Pettis to compete. We are still trying to figure out who our starting wide receivers are. He still has room to grow. Now, if I still do believe he will be the starting wide receiver week one, but he has not done much to get himself out there. Um, just going to be really honest. Like He's got to step up. Uh, that's all there is to it. Tight ends, Roz Dwelly's absolutely incredible. That guy is just – he's not going to show up in the stat sheet. He just does everything right. Uh, so, for example, the very first play of the game looks like it's going to be a fumble. You see Roz Dwelly chase down a secondary player and punch the ball out of the defender that just recovered the fumble's uh, hands, um, like Patrick Willis style. I mean, it was awesome. Now, the defender just stepped out of bounds and, you know, it was ruled incomplete, so the play was moot anyway. But I'm telling you right now, Roz Dwelly is going to be a center point of this offense. He's going to be the tight end, too. He blocks like a beast. He's very good receiving. Um, he, he's not a guy that's going to go out there and win with speed, but he understands spatial recognition, and he's a reliable pass catcher. Uh, I love Roswell. He's the tight end, two on this team. That conversation's over. Now, Toilolo, hell of a blocker. Probably the best blocking tight end we have on our roster. He had the number one blocking grade for all tight ends in the entire NFL last year. Um, so, like, that's what he did. He did have a drop early. Take for that what you want. Caden Smith started in the second half, had a really good catch um, on third down. That was nice. And then had a huge play next. Uh, he had an awesome block on the edge. Then he got called for a hold. Then he kind of disappeared. Now, Offensive line-wise, real quick before we jump over to the defensive side, Najee Torin has got to be – he's got to figure something out. He played almost the whole game. 
First half, he goes out. He's at guard. Then he transitions to center. He's got to figure out a way to stay on this team. Now, I think he actually looked better at center um, than he did guard, which was his position. And with the injury to Sean Coleman, whose year is going to be done, um, just in school, he's the only other tackle that we have that is even rosterable. So his spot on the 53 is safe. The 49ers are going to have to wave and drop and they've got to get another offensive tackle you cannot keep willie beavers in there he's just not you just can't do it um but anyway so that's the offense now what i want to do is just jump over to the defense again uh starting out here's what happened the cowboys go with their entire starting first team which i told you before the game i was really excited to see how our defensive line would do against their offensive line well, I did not know it was going to be going against one of the top three offensive lines in the NFL with their starters. Oh, and by the way, we have our number threes out there on the defensive line, but they did well. Uh, they held them to a field goal on the opening drive. Sheldon Day got manhandled three plays in a row against the number one team uh, offensive line by the Cowboys, but he made up for it. It was third down and short on the goal line, and he was able to get his hand up and get a nice tipped ball, which he's led the 49ers through training camp and tip passes. You know, if he doesn't get pressure, he's not the kind of guy that just keeps bulling down. He gets his hands up. It's what it is. So let's go through those drives real quick on the defensive side. First drive I just talked about was a field goal. Second drive was a field goal. We stopped on a nickel blitz by Emmanuel Mosley, who could have had a sack and pushed him out of field goal range, but he did do enough to get an incomplete pass. Emmanuel Mosley maybe had the best day of anybody, even better than Jalen Hurd. Like, he played so well. Um, he took over. He played the backup nickel role. Kawan Williams injured. He got the first half start, and then DJ Reed played that same spot in the second half. DJ Reed played well, too, but uh, mostly was lights out. Uh, third drive, we got a three and out, and so they punted it, got lucky. Dante Johnson, who is the worst player on the roster, I hope he's cut tomorrow. Uh, no ill words will towards him as a person, but he is just trash. Came in, gave up a huge first down, but the wide receiver dropped it. Uh, we got really lucky there. The fourth drive, they missed their field goal from 35 yards out. Fifth drive, punt, three and out. Sixth drive, field goal, ended the half. Uh, we come out of the second half, and we hold them to a punt. A great tackle by DJ Reed, one yard short um, of the first down marker on a pass out in the flats. Just an absolute tackle. I really like DJ Reed. I really like Emmanuel Mosley, and I hope that we can find a way to keep both those guys because, you know, they were talking about Arizona's in our division. you got to win your division first. They're going to run the most 10 personnel in the league, which most of the people don't. Um, usually you run 20 personnel, which means two running backs, or 21 personnel, which is what the 49ers do, where you have a fullback, running back, and a tight end, or 12 personnel, or 11 personnel. Second number is the tight end, first number is the back. But a 10 personnel means you have four wide receivers out there at all times and no tight end or other back. We will be in dime coverage for almost the entire game, which means we need two starting nickel corners. Um, so Kwan Williams, whenever he gets back, for sure will be one of those guys. But I'm telling you right now, DJ Reed, um, he's going to be on the field somehow because he's just he's too reliable. 
Uh, you don't have to worry about him. He's always close to his guy, and Emmanuel Mosley looks like a freaking playmaker out there. So uh, eighth drive is a punt, uh, fumble. Here's This was I, I kind of lost my nerve on this one. It's safety blitz, which I loved seeing, and Exum goes in there, fumble, force sack, uh, sack for a force fumble. Julian Taylor recovers. First play of the drive, like holy cow, huge momentum. We're going to get the ball on our own 20. This is awesome. Then this late flag comes in against DJ Reed for illegal contact, and I love that they paused and showed that the contact took place after the fumble happened. Uh, should have been wiped away. But whatever, it's preseason. You take it and you move on. But what a hell of a play. Come back out, punt, three and out. Then the 10th drive, we get another sack fumble recovery. Leroy Reynolds gets a sack fumble and recovered by Dontra Moore, who played badass, man. Great game up front. I just don't know what he can do to make this roster. They're so deep at the interior defensive line. But if anybody deserved it after this this week, he played absolutely incredible. Um, we come back out, 11th drive, turnover on downs, a fourth and one stop by, guess who, Dontra Moore and Julian Taylor. Those two guys, holy cow, I think Julian Taylor just has the higher ceiling and potential, but they are unbelievable. You know, I tweeted this out during the game. Uh, I think Julian Taylor and Contavious Street, who was very consistent, they would start for probably 15 teams in the NFL. Our defensive line is stacked. Uh, in the very last drive, another turnover on downs. Man, started at their own nine-yard line with 56 seconds. They drive all the way down. A lot of it was because of a bullcrap pass interference call against Dante Johnson, which, hey, it was the best coverage I've ever seen him have. Uh, so I wasn't upset at him on that play. That was the best play he's ever had. He was in position. He was ahead of the running or the wide receiver. Uh, absolute just horrible call, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, so anyway, but if we look at the second half, it, punt, 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 sack, fumble, recovery. Um, then we get turnover on downs, turnover on downs. So to come out in the second half, and I don't care if it is against their twos. I don't care if it is against their threes. Absolutely shut the hell out of that team and just just shut them up. It was absolutely great. Way to respond by our defense. And we forced two turnovers. And if you count turnovers on downs, that's four turnovers. So, um, you know, for with this team where we were last year, they have made huge strides already. And we haven't even seen our starters on defense yet. Um, and we don't need to. We need them to get healthy. And on top of that, you know, if we look at our team issues, red zone completion or red zone percentage, efficiency, however you want to call it. Cowboys went 0 for 4 in the red zone. We went 1 for 1. That is incredible. I know it's a small sample size, but I don't care. Um, it matters. And I do have to give a shout out to, I'm going to mess up his name, uh, Balaga. He just got added. <laughs> just got added and he goes out there and gets two sacks and a quarterback hit uh to force another fourth down it just played awesome you know he was with chris kusarek in last two stops so he knows the defense and he's a defensive end so he can just go played absolutely great drake greenlaw who a lot of people love had a horrible first half and a great second half so i'm glad that he responded he just seemed a little bit too eager and he, the Cowboys definitely were going after the rookie. They 
play action, faked him with a tight end, dropping behind him in his zone responsibilities three times in a row on the first two drives. And it worked every single time. But he came back out. He responded. He did get a roughing the passer penalty on third and long, which gave him a free first down. But he responded. The very next play, he got a tackle for loss, which was a great response, and had a huge hit on the punt coverage team, which I really, really like. So that's what you want to see from your rookies. They're going to make mistakes. Uh, That's going to happen. But you want to see how they respond and how they come back. And, man, defensively, Tim Harris, holy cow, that guy's like Velcro out there. Almost had an interception, gave up zero space, and he's so physical, man. He pushed the wide receiver out of bounds twice. Uh, The one play where they got called for illegal touching, everybody saw. But there was another play about three plays later where he just, like, power cleaned that same wide receiver and got him to go out of bounds again. And you saw the wide receiver just be defeated. Uh, It was uh, opposite of the play side, uh, but it didn't matter. (laughs) Like, you've got to love how much uh, just tenacity and everything he brings there. Tavarius Moore, meh, a very meh just day. He, he didn't make any mistakes. He didn't get beat deep, but very slow to react. Uh, definitely seeing the hesitation, and he didn't make a lot of plays. Now, he did. They put him back in late that last fourth quarter uh, drive when the Cowboys were going to tie it. And he made that great play deep that would have tied the game on like a 40-yard deep ball. So that was a good play. Marcel Harris, man, I can't wait to see the All-22. He was so back and forth, but I I really don't think that he needs to be on this roster anymore. I, I don't think that there's a possibility that he could help us play. Um, he just has so many negative plays, and he doesn't use his brain at all. Um, he needs to go. Anton Exum played absolutely great. Colbert, I feel very similar about him as I do about Marcel Harris. Just dumb. Got kicked out of the game. Led with his head. Um, just not good. His very first play in the second half, he makes a tackle that's not. They got a nine-yard gain on a running play on first down, and he kind of hit the guy hard. It wasn't that big of a hit, and he got up bracking. And it's just like, is this about you and your highlight? He used to do the same thing in Texas. That's why it pisses me off. It's because I've seen this for six years. Um, but anyway. He's, yeah, whatever, moving on. Now, I will say, let's talk about special teams super quick. And Mike Wisnowski, uh, he was very, very good. You know, his timed punts were great. Uh, didn't have any issues with extra steps or anybody getting close to him. We'll have to see how he does against blitzes. But just real quick, his first kickoff landed at the seven-yard line. What the hell, that was weak. And then he kicked another kickoff out of bounds. Again, what the hell. But that's not why he's there. He's here as a punter. And he's a rookie too, so that's going to happen. First punt went out of bounds at the 14-yard line. That's a huge positive. Second punt was a touchback, but it almost rolled out at the three-yard line. It was hugging the sideline. Third punt was fair caught around the 10-yard line. And the fourth punt, when it mattered most, backed him up to the seven. So great job there. And then if we look at Robbie Gold, one for one, hit that 53-yarder, knuckleball, absolutely great kick. So that is what we got. I'm going to wrap it up right there. It is super, super late here. But the 49ers win. That's what we got to take away from. And 
I will be back in the next day or two with the offensive breakdown, the deep offensive breakdown. I'm talking how many pressures were given up by each alignment, um, yards after contact, snap counts, everything that you want. So just stay tuned. Lots more coming. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe. It helps us out a lot here. Thanks, guys. And the 49ers win. The season is back. Take care, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.